This podcast of Out to Lunch is made possible by FSC Interactive, an online marketing agency specializing in social media, paid search, and search engine optimization. FSC-focused smart communications empowers customers to take control of their online brands. More at fscinteractive.com. Smart is their middle name. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. One of the things we take for granted in business is competition. We commonly describe it as healthy competition, the understanding being that competing for dollars forces us to run better businesses and benefits clients and customers. Now that's generally true, but there's also a place in business for healthy cooperation, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. The traditional form of business cooperation across the country is the Chamber of Commerce. The U.S. Chamber is the world's largest business organization. In Greater New Orleans, one of the Chamber's most influential members by both size and economy is the Jefferson Chamber in Jefferson Parish. And the president of the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce is Todd Murphy. Todd, welcomed out to lunch. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> Todd, as I introduce you, I can hear people saying, Jefferson Parish isn't New Orleans. Well, we'll get to the Jefferson versus Orleans battle in a minute. What certainly is in the heart of Orleans Parish is the New Orleans Art District. There are no fewer than 23 art galleries in a small area centered around Julia Street, who have formed themselves into a business alliance called the New Orleans Art District Association. The president of that association is Denise Berthum. Denise, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. I'm glad a... to be here. Now, Todd, let's start with the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Um, <coughs> the Chamber of Commerce is an alliance of businesses that combine forces. You're using combined resources to leverage business for all your member businesses. But it's not all totally benign. The clients and customers you're acquiring have to come from somewhere and at some cost to competing businesses. Uh, some of those folks, I imagine, come from Orleans Parish and at some cost to Orleans Parish businesses. What's the real status of the competition between Orleans and Jefferson businesses? Well, you know, quite frankly, we don't look at it as a competition. We look at it as uh, we're all different parishes, but we play well within the region. And if Play we, well with others? Exactly, and, and if we can work together as a region and, and help develop business as a region and retain business as a region, we're going to be a whole lot stronger than any one parish will be. So the reality is there are 18,000 businesses in Jefferson Parish compared to 15,000 in Orleans Parish. The difference is the, the, the ones in Jefferson are smaller. About 65% of our businesses are considered small business. And, and that holds true for our membership as well. Most of our members are, are small businesses. If you look around the country, if you look around what, what other countries are, what other cities are doing, they're working as a region first, okay? And so even in, in big cities like, uh, like uh, Tampa and, and Miami, um, excuse me, Tampa and Orlando, they're working together as a super region to bring business there. And then once they bring the, once they get them sold on that super region, then how do we figure out 
are they in Baton Rouge, are they in New Orleans, are they in Jefferson, are they in Orleans, or St. John, or, or St. Tammany, and so, and that's really the way we've, we've tried to approach this over the past 17 years, is that we look out for our own interest, but we learned a long time ago that we can't think parochial, we've really got to think regional. Denise, most of us tend to think of pieces of art as luxury items, but if you go into almost anybody's home or workplace, we have art on the walls, whether it's a jazz fest poster or a framed photo of mom, where we're spending money on art. In New Orleans, the cultural economy is reportedly the second biggest employment sector behind hospitality. Uh, we get to that figure by including museums like the Ogden and the World War II Museum, which are part of the Arts District Association. In reality, what does a big museum have in common with a boutique on Julius Street? Uh, how do you wrangle what would seem like very different types of businesses in what must be a very specialized business alliance? How do you do it? Good question. <laughs> um, well, we have a similar audience. Uh, they will come out to the museums, the Contemporary Arts Center and the Ogden Museum that are both great anchors to the art galleries. And the, those two major museums of this city will attract people who have an interest in art and from there it is our job the commercial galleries to win them over and get them to purchase for their home now todd the two parishes are they're very at least i think of them as very different um you know uh but how do you how do you reconcile the fact that we've got businesses that are in both um both parishes and uh how do you get past that that, that dividing line. I remember, remember the dividing line they yeah. used to have, you'd be coming in and there was a sign saying, welcome to New Orleans, uh, America's most interesting city. It was bullet riddled, but it was a, right, but right. It was a very interesting, uh, <laughs> always, always remembered that. The, uh, the, uh, do, you, do you have a counterpart in New Orleans you work with? Yes, uh, of course there's the New Orleans Chamber um, uh, and Ben Johnson heads that, that group up. We have uh, actually in, in the 10 Parish region, there is uh, nine chambers of commerce. And, and you're right, there are some differences. There's some things that, that we can agree upon. And, and, and guess what? There's some things that Jefferson and, and St. Tammany, which you would think are very similar, that we don't agree upon. Um, but uh, so, so we work where we can collectively and where we can't. We're very active in the legislature. We're very active in, in Washington. Because Orleans Parish is very proud of the fact that in the last, I guess, year or two, they've been able to finally get some retailing. We were, um, and I love this, it's a Wall Street expression, I love it, it's, we were understored, right, which right, uh, yeah. goes right along with uh, dead cat bounce is one of my favorite sure. Wall Street expressions. Sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, do, you th do you view the pie as fixed or do you view it as a, an enlarging uh, a pie that can just get bigger? Certainly it's something that, can, that can, can, can get bigger. I mean, if you look at what's going on in Elmwood, uh, the retail sales in Elmwood, the sales tax dollars generated out there have surpassed that of Lakeside. And so when you, when you look at retail and what's going on, it, it's great that Orleans is having great retail success, uh, but so is that little corridor. And that's because of the expansion of the Huey P. Long Bridge. So now what we're working on is how do we leverage that to do the same thing on the West Bank, where all that raw land is. Uh, so a lot of opportunity, I think it can just get bigger when you look at projects on the West Bank like NOLA Motorsports, like the TPC, the expansion of the Boomtown Casino, the expansion of the uh, oil and gas corridor, up through 190, uh, some real and that's huge all you opportunities. Too. That's I mean, once you go over the bridge, that's that's still you guys. Hey, absolutely, it is. That's hey, all uh, Jefferson Parish. Have you, by the way, you mentioned the oil and gas corridor. Um, it seems that business has really picked up over the, in that industry. How, are you seeing that? It, it really has, and and this is you know, 
This city, this whole region is such an area for not only the oil and gas companies per se, but the support companies and the chemical companies that support those big companies that is important that we keep them here. And we see that corridor over on the West Bank as a way that we can expand that out and hopefully one day in my lifetime see the expansion of the I-49 actually come down uh, from Lafayette. But, uh, but really a great opportunity for this entire region. And you mentioned lifetimes. I have to ask Denise, I mean, you've been at this a while. Did you ever think your area would be what it is? I mean, no, there was lots of hope and faith, but it's <laughs> taken a long time. I've been on Julia Street since 1987. The Contemporary Arts Center was there, Simone Stern. I mean, the corner of Julia and Camp was still, you know, at one time it was known as Skid Row. There were still remnants of that for quite a while, and um, it's taken a long time, but it's a fantastic neighborhood now with now grocery stores, Rouse's, couldn't have made a better decision to locate there. There's the increase of residents down there. Um, I think retail is expanded there. Now we have the outlet mall at the end of Riverwalk. The, yep. Yes, so all that's very exciting and um, it's a very viable neighborhood, sustaining and, neighborhood. And who are your customers in those, particularly in the art galleries? Um, well, New Orleanians, uh, they're great collectors of art. We're a very cultural city, so um, we have a lot of local clients. Our visiting clients are ever-expanding, and that's where the growth really is. And um, everybody comes to New Orleans, so it, we just need to get the ones that have an interest in art to come to our district, which has a great reputation. I mean, people come and they are just overwhelmed with what they see. Um, I would put our art district and our artists up against New York or San Francisco, LA. I really would, and many people see that when they come and come into the galleries. And it's not just the uh, the art, it's art itself, uh, the gallery. It, uh, the artists seem to be an awful lot from here, yeah. have national reputations. Yeah. And another thing that lends to it being a fantastic art district is the fact that the buildings were all warehouses, so they're tall, high ceiling spaces. That's a good way great, to show art? Yes, yes. Um, Lighting is good and, and space is good, and um, people are very impressed. Now, Todd, uh, I've got to admit, one thing you've got to change, though, in Jefferson Parish is family growl because it translates directly to fat family. Right. And uh, right. I don't know if that's your target market. I, I'm going to work with you. And I took three years of French one. I'm not good, but I know the... <laughs> it's time to do the checklist. This is the part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. Let me start with Denise, though. Um, what were your career plans when you were in, back in school? I mean, did this... this is this what you thought you'd be doing or prepared to do? Actually, it is. I went to USL. It's not yep. USL anymore. I did finish at LSU in art history. Who's the car talk guys? The oh, brothers. Yeah, yeah. They, click and clap. Th it's one degree that they constantly make fun of. I know. So. <laughs> On Saturday mornings, they do. That is. Uh, but, but, you know, <laughs> I got that from family members saying, what are you going to do with that? And I said, anything I want. So um, Boy, did you show them. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> so 31 years later, <laughs> I still have Lemieux Galleries. Oh, I think they ought to put you on the speaking tour for liberal arts classes. That, right. is, a, that is a great, great honor. And, and Todd, I know you grew up wanting to be a banker. And then you thought, uh, <laughs> <laughs> says, I want to own an ATM when I get older. And uh, they, Todd, what did your parents do for a living? Uh, my dad is still a uh, working financial planner. He's an independent. Oh, so you really uh, did kind of grow up in that business. I did, uh, and actually, uh, my aspiration coming out of college was to be in management. And I'm not quite sure if I knew what exactly that meant. Um, somehow, I stumbled into banking, and um, and then this position came available that really combined everything I was doing in banking, which was a little bit of marketing, community relations, government relations, sales. Um, and of course, understanding the financial aspect of, of how to run an organization. So I, would I think just kind of fell into it. So th that management degree has got to come in <coughs> it, it, very valuable to what you're doing right now sure, because uh, sure. that is a tough. Now, Denise, on the other hand, managing artists, I would think, would be like herding cats, right? I, I would. Uh, it, yeah, I don't think Todd's degree would help you. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> a completely different personality. Yes. <laughs> oh, now we're going to get into the inbox section. That's where our producer picks a question that's come in from the past week from a listener. Grant, what have you got? We've got uh, two questions, one for each of our guests, both about the same subject, both about new businesses. Todd, here's one for you from Catherine Bennett Curtis, who asked us on Facebook, what is the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce doing to support new small businesses in the area, and how can we get involved if there are already programs in place? Okay, well, a couple of things there. We've worked on several different initiatives there, some on workforce development, some on education, some that will help um, pair universities with jobs that are available in that area. And really the most critical thing that's facing this area right now is workforce. And it's a great position to be in. Uh, there, are, there are cities, in, I'm sure, in Iowa and Ohio that would love to have this problem that we have. We just don't have enough workforce. And so we've been real focused on workforce development and education initiatives in the legislative session, as well as some on lawsuit reform, uh, and some other things that are just, just pro-business in nature. So that's really what we've been doing. In addition to that, if you visit our website at jeffersonchamber.org, you'll see that we have a whole array of business seminars, training workshops, and, and different venues that we provide, particularly for small businesses. Is it fixable, the, the workforce problem? Because every time I visit a company, that's what they're bemoaning. It's, it's fixable. The, the issue that we have is that for too long we've had a broken model in the state of Louisiana with many, many four-year universities and not enough uh, community and technical colleges. And so what we're working now on is, and, and it's been a real united effort between universities, community and technical colleges, the business community, of how do we bring that together and build more of a two plus two plan. And so, so maybe there is a plan where you enter on a community technical college, maybe you graduate there with a, with a technical trade or skill, but maybe you also then move to college and graduate with a, with a four year degree. And so that's the link that's been missing because we've had an antiquated model. It is fixable, but it just, it takes time, it takes funding. And with the new WISE plan that's coming out of Baton Rouge and with a plan that came out last year, which helped fund, um, um, capital improvements to community and technical colleges, I think you're going to see that over the next couple of years. It's something that's certainly on everyone's radar that we need to fix. Great. Denise, here's a question from you. It was uh, an email from TB Daniels who asks us, there's a whole new art scene growing up on St. Claude Avenue. What's the relationship like between the established Julia Street galleries and what is becoming the new arts district? Uh, well, we 
have similar models. They are up and coming and maybe considered more bohemian at this time and we might be considered a little bit more established. They tend to be more artist cooperatives um, and work together in that way. We do uh, joint ventures in like Prospect 3 is including the New Orleans Arts District, which is Julian Camp Street in that area, and St. Claude. Uh, we get together with events and exhibitions that happen at the Contemporary Arts Center. We both have um, art opening nights. Ours in on Julia Street is the first Saturday of the month, and they have the second Saturday of the month. And I know that oh, they have like a green linen night or something, or a, what? a green, a green linen. I don't know. How that um, I, you know, I don't know. You know, we have white linen night. The French Quarter has dirty linen That's night, right. like the week it's later. It's getting darker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there was something, but I can't remember the name of it. But. Um, I think that that's going to change the St. Claude arts. I mean, you get artists in a neighborhood, and that's what's going to gentrify that neighborhood. I mean, it's it's time-tested everywhere. Soho, Chelsea. Um, I really firmly believe that the arts in on Julia Street and in the Warehouse District is what transform that neighborhood, help transform it. Um, and I think that's going to happen on St. Claude as well. So there's a lot of similarities. They might be um, years down the road from where we are now. I, you encourage when you go down there, by the way? It's, it's, it's yeah, a I mean, I, I try to go to the openings because it is younger artists and, you know, there may be some talent that I'm interested in and I have... Um, like as a scout. artist, yes. Wow, <laughs> definitely. In baseball terms, that's what you would be. There's yes. a. <laughs> Both of you sponsor big events. Uh, what's the impact of those big events? We were mentioning White Linen Night and such. Uh, does it get new people into your area? Oh, White Whitney White Linen Night definitely uh, is a draw and drive-in draw. I mean, people from Houston. Baton Rouge, Mobile, you know, across the Gulf South. And I, whenever, wherever I go in the city, whenever I tell people that I own Lemieux Gallery, say, ah, I've been to White Linen Night. I'm sure I've been in your gallery. And we, the police estimate that 40,000 people come to that event. Everybody complains about how hot it is. But they still come, and that's why we had it in, have it in August, is so they'll come, because nobody was coming. <laughs> I'm but, concerned that um, the police are monitoring this, though. But <laughs> <laughs> Talk, what, Tell what me about that? some of the, the, the victories you've had bringing some new businesses in, because I read them in the paper, and, uh, and I'd like to hear more. Yeah, about it's pretty exciting. You know, we, in fact, uh, we have an awards luncheon coming up uh, pretty soon, and we're honoring some of those, some of those companies that have, have come here. Uh, one of them is a company called Star Textiles, which is uh, originated in Alabama and actually got their start cleaning linens for a lot of the rental condos there. And so now they've expanded, they've opened a facility in, uh, in Jefferson, in, in the Elmwood area. 
where they clean hotel linens uh, for hotels all over the region. And the reason they chose Jefferson Parish was because of the abundance of water and the low price of water. And of course, in that business, you need a lot of water, right? So that's one of them. Um, Fourth Source is a technology company that's coming in from Atlanta that chose Kenner, uh, bringing 300 jobs to, uh, to Kenner. Those companies are coming in uh, as a direct result of the efforts of JETCO, which is the Economic Development Commission. We work very close with JETCO um, in helping to develop policies that are favorable to those companies. And in some cases, when it comes to bringing in those companies, it helps when the chamber steps up with CEOs that say, we want you here. And that is the number one reason that the, that the CEO of Smoothie King, Juan Kim, will tell you that he came to Jefferson Parish. Because Jefferson Parish, Greater New Orleans area, the state of Louisiana said, we want you here. And he was looking at, at uh, Metairie and he was looking at Dallas. And he felt like he was going to be lost in the city of Dallas. And, and here he, he got the red carpet treatment and he continues to get that because we want those businesses to stay here. And they attract young people, they attract jobs that, that, are, that are high paying, and, th and that's what we need more of. That is one hot company. They've, now we've got the uh, Smoothie King Center, right? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's all starting to work out. The uh, Todd Murphy, uh, Denise Berthum, uh, you're at almost polar opposite ends of the business alliance spectrum, from a broad coalition in Jefferson Parish to a highly focused collective in the heart of Orleans. Wherever we choose to live and spend our money around here, one thing we have in common is that we're all proud to call ourselves New Orleanians. You're both passionate guardians of the healthy competition and healthy cooperation that's alive and well in greater New Orleans. Thank you, Todd and Denise, for joining me on Out to Lunch today. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Uh, Mike, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Todd Murphy. He's president of the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce and Denise Berthum. She's president of the New Orleans Art District Association. Now, you can find out more about Todd's chamber and Denise's galleries by following the links on our websites, www.wwno.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. On today's show, our researcher has been Chris Keogh. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. That's itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. Information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is online at presonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for It's New Orleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. I look forward to meeting you again next week for Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be well, be safe, be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments.